allow God to guide your way. Like, if you're going to take your next leadership assignment, I, I mean, whether, whether, wherever you are on your journey and your faith, like, listen, God's, God's involved. But allow God to guide your way. You need to recognize that God wants to help you fulfill your assignment. And that assignment was placed in you by God. There's no, he placed that assignment in you, whether you realize it or not. This is the L3 Leadership Podcast, episode number 186. This is the L3 Leadership Podcast. And now here is your host, Doug Smith. What's up, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the L3 Leadership Podcast. My name is Doug Smith, and I'm the founder of L3 Leadership. If you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you'll notice we have a new intro, and I've been wanting to get a new intro to the podcast for a while, and I finally had one done, and I chose the guy's voice, and I wrote the script, and I got it, and I thought, wow, this sounds, uh, this sounds pretty cool. And then I threw it out to our, our Facebook group, uh, to some of our L3 members and got feedback. And they all said, why would you have someone with a British accent do your podcast? And more importantly, why would you choose someone with an angry British accent to do your podcast intro? Uh, it doesn't really make sense. So uh, needless to say, uh, I'm probably not the best person to lead this process. So I'm going to have someone else lead it for me and we'll get a new intro. But because I had someone do it, I thought we at least have to use it once, maybe twice on the podcast. Uh, and I'll always be able to go back and listen to it and smile. So uh, with that being said, you guys are in for a real treat in today's episode. You're going to get to hear a talk by my hero, my mentor, and my friend, Larry Betancourt. I refer to him as Pastor Larry. And I met Pastor Larry when I was a teenager, and he was a youth pastor. And this man changed my life forever. He changed my life through his friendship. Uh, he consistently and courageously told me what I need to hear, not what I wanted to hear. He consistently showed me unconditional love, and he's always invested in me as a leader and now as a husband and a father. And I'm just so grateful for his influence in my life. In fact, I really can't think of another individual who's impacted my life the way Larry has. And if it weren't for Larry Betancourt, uh, you would not be listening to this podcast today. Uh, in fact, I don't know where I would be. L3 Leadership wouldn't exist if it weren't for Larry Betancourt. And, um, and I really do get scared when I think about where I would be if this man hadn't believed in me and invested in me. And so in Larry's talk, you're going to get to hear him talk about stepping into your next leadership assignment. It is full of fantastic content. And so you're going to absolutely love that. But first, before we jump into his talk, just a few announcements. I want to encourage you to become a member of L3 Leadership. Why? Because I believe that every leader needs a community of leaders around them that will encourage them, challenge them, and hold them accountable. And that's exactly what we provide here at L3 Leadership. When you become a member, you'll have the ability to join one of our mastermind groups. You'll have access to our community of over 100 leaders. And you'll have access to the tools and resources you need to take your life and leadership to the next level. To learn more about membership, go to l3leadership.org forward slash membership. I also want to thank our sponsor, Alex Dulandon. Alex is a full-time realtor with Keller Williams Realty. And if you're looking to buy or sell a house in the Pittsburgh market, Alex is your guy. He's a member and a supporter of L3 Leadership, and he would love the opportunity to connect with you. To learn more about Alex, go to pittsburghpropertyshowcase.com. With that being said, let's dive right into Larry's talk, and I'll be back at the end with a few announcements. So uh, it's it's really awesome to uh, to be here. I'm I'm glad I have some friends uh, that are here, and uh, obviously my daughter and and uh, and Bubba uh, is the son I didn't have, and uh, and so uh, and so um, Geneva. This is a great place. Uh, I came to 
um, Beaver Falls. Who would have heard of Beaver Falls or come to Beaver Falls from New Orleans back in 1986? A long time ago, uh, I, I got this massive football scholarship. No, uh, you know, I, I just wanted to play for a Christian school because I gave my heart to the Lord when I was 13. And somebody said, hey, you need to go to a Christian school. I'm like, all right, I grew up Catholic. I was like, okay. I just want to play football. Found a Presbyterian college, and and uh, little did you know, uh, you know, met this woman, and now we've been married 26 years. Got 26 years. Got four daughters, and and here before you knew it, you've been in this uh, been in this area for 31 years. So, uh, so it's an honor for me to be here and uh, speak. And I just love this. I just love leadership, and um, and and really, uh, all I've ever wanted to do with my life is just uh, just. My motto is seek first the kingdom of God, right, in his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. And uh, that's just a scripture in the Bible. And, uh, and just say, okay, God, what is that? If I love you, I want to love people. And, uh, and just, just always had a, I have a heart for a coach. I'm, I'm really just a coach. Uh, and so today uh, I'm going to just see, I'm just going to encourage you like, like, like a coach. Uh, hopefully you're going to be able to take something away and uh, I, all the notes are in front of you. So there's nothing profound here. I'm very simple. But um, what, what I desire to, to say is, is hopefully to encourage you, to inspire you, what's already in you, um, and hopefully help you take your next step uh, to reach your dream and, um, and fulfill your potential. This title is called Stepping Into Your Next Leadership Assignment. Every one of us uh, in every role and every realm of our life have a next leadership assignment, have a next assignment. Uh, as, as, a, as a husband, there, there's, a, there's another assignment that, that God has for our marriage, right? As a father, there's another assignment, there's another season that I have to step into that, that God has prepared. As, as a friend, as a, as a son, as a brother, there's, a, there's another step, there's another assignment that I need to step into. And I, I just want to uh, do uh, that with, with the best of, of my ability. I, I say this, that I, I don't, I don't want to be better than you, I just want to be the best version of me. Right. And I think that if we can just be the best version of ourselves, that's that that's what we need to do. We've we've heard this before. Right. We have to please an audience of one and we have to compete against ourselves. And so I just want to be the best version of me. And so today, um, if, if, if I can help you take that next step in your assignment personally, right, professionally, right, publicly, Right, all of those realms, and so uh, it's all connected. And I said this: that your personal self, your private self, your public self, and your professional self are all intertwined. And there's an assignment for you. And so, um, so it, it is truly an honor to be here to, to serve uh, Doug's vision. Right? It, it, it's it, there's nothing more excites me than getting behind him and encouraging him, and to say, "Hey, let's go!" And and man, you doing this out in Pittsburgh? Let's do something in Beaver County because uh, that's what God's called me to, to 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 plant my life. And I live in Beaver County, and we we've worked in Beaver County, and we've planted a church in Beaver County, and and I love Geneva. I wouldn't be here today if it was for Geneva. And so uh, I know with the partnership with Beaver County and Elwood City is so close, and what's going to happen in the future? It's it's, it's exciting to me. So thank you for being at the at the real kind of kickoff of uh, L3 Beaver County here at Geneva College. And so uh, and so what's our next assignment? Right. What's our next assignment? What's what's what does God have for us in this county? Right. Well, there's something here. And God needs all of us to be able to to gel together to do something. And it's 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 not not just the churches. Right. But it's the partnerships. It's the business. It's the families. It's the people coming together. It's the colleges, the community coming together to take an assignment. But it starts with with simply I'm just got three P's. Right. Preparation, 
passion and purpose, right? It's, like I said, nothing profound, just really, really simple. But these elements are seen in great people, right? Preparation, passion, and, 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 and understanding a purpose. So uh, there uh, on the, the opening kind of story, it says Demo Diva, uh, Simone Bruni. So um, this Simone was a young lady. Uh, in, in the, I went home after, when I graduated in 1990 for 10 months to New Orleans, and I, I, my degree's in elementary education, so um, I went home to teach and coach football at my high school, the Catholic school that I went to, um, but I also was going to a, 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 a non-denominational church, and they asked me to be their youth director. And so, I, absolutely, I started getting involved in Young Life when I was here, and so I had a passion for, for youth ministry. Uh, I went to this church that my mom was going to. They asked me to be their director. I met this young lady named Simone Bruni, who was in my youth group for 10 months. Now, I'd already youth pastor, like, coordinated at a Concord United Methodist Church just right across the, the, the Beaver River here. Um, and so I kind of had a little bit of taste of the youth pastor. The bug, but I was coaching and teaching, and, and I kind of had these three kind of uh, passions in my life, coaching, teaching, and, and youth pastor, which kind of really all the same. Um, and so I met this young lady, Simone Bruni, and uh, for 10 months, I got to have her in my youth group, and, and she was just a, a young girl, just had a, a lot of passion. She was, uh, she was a leader. You can see, see it in her, and, um, and so obviously, I left, came back, got married. That's why I came back. I got married. Uh, my, my wife was from this area, and, um, you know, and then next thing you know, 26 years, whoa, God, I've been here 31 years, man. My, this is crazy. Beaver County, it's cold, right? Last three months, I had to bust dust snow off of my car. Like I, in New Orleans, we were just Dave and I were just in New Orleans last weekend. We we both ran a half a marathon, and one of our friends ran the full, but because we ate too much, we couldn't finish the full. And, uh, and and I was like, it was eight, I'm wearing shorts, man. When I come home, I'm like I have to wear a coat. I'm like this. All right, but God, you called me here. Uh, but but he, so. Um, I go to I go to lunch with my mom, taking her out to lunch at, at um, this little restaurant over by our house. And then there is Simone. She's having lunch. Simone haven't seen Simone uh, in a while. Uh, keep in contact with her because she lives close to my mom. She actually looks after my mom. And so Simone um, is uh, what they call the the queen of demo in New Orleans, right? This young girl who I, I just had the, a little bit of a privilege to, to be her youth pastor um, when she was a teenager. Um, uh, after Katrina, um, she went to, to college there in New Orleans. Um, started off as just an organizer. A, a, a part, she had like a little party planner business. But can you imagine when Katrina wipes out everything? There's no more parties. Like, people aren't worried about parties. They, they worry about just survival, right? They, they just worry about their, just their possessions and how they're going to do that. So, Simone, in the, in the kindness of her heart, I said it like this. This girl started with a servant's heart as a party planner to become a New Orleans dem- queen of demo. So, she went there just helping people. I, she even called my mom up, anything we can do. So, she was an organizer. She was a leader. And uh, little by little, she saw a need in the community that that homes need to be that had so much junk, and she just she just started renting um, little uh, uh, disposable uh, 
uh, uh, cases. What do you call those? Yeah, dumpsters. Yeah, just so, she started renting them on her own and just and just hiring people that they needed jobs to clean clean up. And then she then she got into bit and just it just grew. So then she she has a marketing um, uh, degree, uh, and and from that she she marketed herself to be demo diva. And so she she started putting up signs on all these lots that she was working. Next now you know just seven eight years later from you know what was ten years later she's a it's a multi million dollar company. David got to see one of her dumpsters. Uh, they all hot pink. Her, her her construction guys wear hot pink hats, right? Her stores all when you walk in the office all hot pink. Um, the, the 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 matter of fact Volvo has contracted with her. All of her her equipment is hot pink that they both. It's it's amazing, and uh, and so. I, I looked at her and, and I saw these three characteristics of preparation, of passion, and of purpose. And that's what I just want to share with you today. So preparation, right? Right there. You see it. Consistently build on a solid foundation within you. So if you're going to prepare, it's got to start within here, right? Uh, you you got to be, I wrote this down, uh, the best version of you, right? We said that already. Uh, I, I've, I've actually have had the privilege of writing one little book, right? And, uh, and, and, it's, and it was a book when I was a youth pastor, and, and it's, it's, it's in its second edition, right? <laughs> and because, and, uh, you know, I think we've sold, um, we've had 2,000 copies printed. My mom has about 1,800. Uh, so she gave my, but this, this uh, little book, the great thing about this is that every time you can reprint, you can make a new edition, like you can go back and edit. And you can make that book better, right? And you've, you've, you've read books. Hey, this is a second edition. And so preparation is like that, that God wants to work within you. Like he wants you to kind of tweak your life constantly, right? So uh, you need to be preparing and build upon what's already invested in you. There's something that you've already invested. So take what's invested in you and continue to, uh, to build upon it, continue to prepare. Working on you and your future, like build you. And this is this is it. Before you do something great and, and grandiose, it's gotta you gotta have character, right? You gotta have per, you gotta have a personal growth plan. You gotta you gotta be desiring to learn, and it's the inside stuff that 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 we gotta really truly work on to really fulfill, right? Your next assignment, right? And it's and I say it's faithfulness, right? Just sticking to something that that you feel that that you are called or purpose to do. So uh, preparation is this is um, is where you're building your vision, right? Right? Uh, where, where, what's the vision inside of you? You you got to continue to prepare, even if you have a vision, right? I know I know. Listening to L three and the vision that they want to go, he's still preparing for that that vision. Now he's he's got here. Bubba's got here. You get to some place because you've prepared, but there's more. So you got to continue to prepare to build the vision that's in you, and then for your assignment. And this takes faith and trust, right? And so uh, if you're going to step out and prepare, I love what Martin Luther King said. Faith is taking the first step even when you don't see the whole staircase, right? Faith is, so if you're preparing, it's like, what am I preparing for? I don't even know what it's going to look like. That's all right. Take that first step. You can't see the whole staircase, but I just know I'm I'm going somewhere. And that's what preparation is all about. That's what your next assignment is all about. Preparation is taking steps. Developing firm 
footing, right? If I'm going to, I want to, I want to take firm, solid steps. I love this Bible verse in Psalm 37, 23, where it says, um, the steps of a good man, good woman are ordered by the Lord and he takes the light in his ways. Preparation is taken steps. So God, right? Uh, wants to, to, to lead us step by time. It's the, the, the step preparation is taking steps, but you can't take steps without taking a step. So being here this morning, right, is a part of preparation for your future, right? It's, it's taking another step. And then the, the Lord directs the step. So God is in the motion, right? So your vision, right, your preparation is motion. So God, I, I, I said this as a youth pastor, like, God doesn't drive parked cars. Right? He can't, he, he, we gotta put it in drive, right? And let him steer. And so, but he, we gotta take our life out of drive and just have some motion. Right? And then, and then trust that we're taking the right steps, getting the right advice, getting right wisdom, getting right insight in our life. So preparation is taking steps and the Lord wants to be a part of that. Preparation is foundational. Right? It's, it's what you're doing is, is you're laying a foundation. But it's below the surface. It's the unseen, right, development. People don't see you get up with your routine and what you read and you listen to, right? That's so important. It's unseen, but it's uh, vital to your next assignment. Taking each step, even the ones uh, that make you go backwards or make you go sideways, right? Okay? Uh, is building your foundation, your, your, your foundation for your future. Taking these steps is building. Sometimes we, 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 if we take a wrong step or we seem to go backwards or we go sideways, you know what? You better learn from it, right? There, there's something there. You gotta, now our inability, our, our mishaps, our, our wrong thinking, our wrong direction. Sometimes we take some and we make some bad choices. But God, right? Or even in that, as you, as you persist, God can help you Make that better, right? And so th- there's a statement that says preparation time is never wasted time. Think about that. So if you're going to reach the, your next assignment, whatever it is, again, a- a- as a dad, like I, I, and, and now my girls are, you know, from 24 to 17, like that next assignment is, I don't want to think about it, is, is husbands. <laughs> I, I, I've never been a dad with husbands before, you know, with girls. With, I, I, but that's a, I need to prepare. So I'm actually preparing how to be a good father-in-law. Like, how do I drill these young men, you know? And now with the NRA crisis, I don't know if you can use the gun thing anymore right now. I don't know if you can say, hey, I mean, who knows? You know, you might be in jail or something if you do that. So plus, I don't, I don't even know how to shoot a gun. But um <laughs> So my, 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 you know, my one daughter is, um, uh, dating this young man. She's 17. He's, he's, he's just turned 21 and, and it's a good relationship. And people are saying, Hey, you, uh, you got to go to the front door and hold that gun up to him. I'm like, really? I said, I'm from New Orleans. Like, <laughs> you know, I'm like, and uh, I was like, listen, I, I don't even know how to use a gun. I said, plus this kid is a professional archer. Like he goes to competition and shoots the arrow things. I don't even know what you call it. I said, he might be out in the, laying in the field right now. 
And I'm dead. Like, I'm going to go to him, scare him with a gun? Come on. <laughs> no way. But so um, preparation time is never wasted time because I'm, I'm, I'm going to, to, to men. Because you know why I do that? Because family's so important to me. Like, that, that's the most important thing to me. How, how can we continue to be a, a better husband? How can we continue to be a better boss, be a, a, a better friend, a better son, right, a, a better spouse? Like, preparation time is never wasted. So this is important. So this is all about foundations, right? It's a solid foundation. So in, in, in Louisiana, because Louisiana is four feet below sea level, God knows why you'd build a city below the sea level. But there is, there, there is a lake, and it goes like that. Anyway, it's, it's a literal bowl. Um, and so if you're going to build, there's no basements. So you have to dig, uh, you know, lay out, stake out your, your, your plot. And they then take these telephone poles, which would they call pylons, and they drill pylons every five feet all into the, into the, so let's just say this is, this is our foundation, our house, the beginning of how our house is going to be, and they would just, we just build, just, they just pile these things, and that's the, the foundation, and then they build a slab, and then they, they, they pour concrete, and that's the slab, and that's the, then the foundation. Right. And, and they have problems with the sifting of the, of the, of the earth, and sometimes foundations crack. Right. But that's how they build there. That's the foundation. So, but here when we build our house, man, you know, uh, th- th- here comes trucks and they digging out. Let's just say they, this is our foundation and they dig out all of this level. They make an abasement, right? And then they, and then they pour these footers, these concrete footers, right? And then that's how they go up. Right, if we go down to the city of Pittsburgh and we look at these high buildings, it's amazing how they have to do. They have to go deep and these steel, it's the steel, uh, foundations. It's, it's all built and they're going deep, deep, deep into the earth, right? It's foundations. And as I was thinking about that, it's like we, we all are, we all are laying some type of foundation. But it's, it's the foundation of what you're called to do, right? So, uh, my, my calling is not the other guy's calling. I have to say, hey, this is the foundation that I got to lay and, and, and I have to work upon. And, and so, uh, I ask yourself, like, hey, w- w- what's, what's the purpose of your life? Right? What's the, what's the, what's the foundation? So is, there's size involved to it. What's the size? What's the time? What's the cost? What's the, you know, big vision, hard work, right? Those, those are the things. If you're, if you're next assignment, right, you got to keep building upon that. It's important. You got to lay a good foundation. So higher the building, deeper the foundation, right? So the higher you want to go in your next assignment, right? This is all preparation. The deeper your foundation or bigger that your vision is, the stronger. So, so you get to go up, you got to go deep, right? And again, this is underground. So we got to work on us, right? Because so many people lose it in a moment, right? So uh, how deep are you working on your inside? Because... Consistently build on the south foundation within you. It's all about personal character. Your vision will only take you as far as your character will lead you. And I truly believe that. I, I want to be the best version of me. I want to be the best pastor and be, be the best church that we're called to be. I'm not in competition. We're all actually in this together. And so, uh, and, and so, but, the, the the vision I had, uh, the vision that we have is is really important uh, that I would be ready on the inside for whatever God has on the outside, right? And so that's important. So I believe this, for, and all of us, is if I can get kind of just coach with you. Like, listen, wherever you are, when you're ready, the doors will open up, right? Opportunities open up when you're ready. 
It's, it's, it's the character that's going to keep you. It's the faithfulness. It's the preparation uh, to do that. And, and, and it's, it's also God's timing. So um, um, I, I have this analogy here, uh, cooking the Trinity of Louisiana, right? The Trinity is uh, onions, right? It's celery, and it's green peppers. Now, I, I, you might not, does anybody like all three of those? You know, so, yeah, some people don't like them, right? And so uh, my, my wife's brother, he hates onions, and he hates green peppers, but he loves my jambalaya, <laughs> right? And, and he loves my wife's red beans and rice, right? So the Trinity is, is, is a way of cooking. It's the base. It's the foundation of most of the great meals. And Dave, we just were there in New Orleans. You ate all that Louisiana food. Everything you ate basically had the, the, the Trinity in it, except the, the po' boy sandwich, the shrimp, you know. Uh, uh, so it's, it's a foundation to build upon. Right? This gumbo, this jambalaya, this red beans and rice. Uh, and you might not even like something. And, and so there, there are times in the things that you're preparing that might not be fun. But they're important. Right? Because it's the baseline of where you're going. Right? For your next assignment. So th- th- what, what you're doing, like your routine is so important. Your, the mentors that you're in. Like I love being in a mastermind group. I, I'm in a couple of connect groups. Right? I lead, I lead one. Right? I, I tend, my wife and I tend a connect group, but I'm also in a mastermind group. Now, my schedule allows me to do that, but I, but it really doesn't allow me to do that. It doesn't, but you, but I know it's important, right? Because it's foundational to me being healthy, uh, and, and doing that. And so I, I, I applaud you for being here. And then, hey, maybe your next step, right, to your next assignment might be more to be in, a, in, in an accountability group like that. The next thing uh, to step in your assignment is passion, right? I, 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 I love, I, I, love uh, I can talk, you can talk so much about passion, but be fueled what motivates you, right? Like passion is being fueled what, what, what motivates you. My, my dad is uh, 77 years old, and um, I, I say 50 plus years. It, my dad's been throwing papers for over 60 years, like gets up every morning and throws the Tom's picking in paper. And the New Orleans Advocate every morning. Like I have to make him take vacation to come see us. I'm like, Dad, you have to come. I'm, I bought your ticket. You're gonna owe me three hundred and fifty dollars if you don't come. <laughs> Which, and he's paid me before because he's there. No, I wouldn't take him. But, but honestly, to come, he he just has been doing this. It's been a part of his life. Like my dad's passionate about newspapers. I don't know if it's he, he likes getting up at three in the morning and he has that quiet time. I, I, I don't know. I know he had a stressful, but he's been doing it. It's amazing. And he's like, I, I told me the other day, uh, I, you know, I was, it was us visiting. We were going out to lunch and, and, I, and he's like, yeah, I'm going to die on that paper route. And, and I hate to say, I, he probably will. He loves it. He's like, I, I just said, dad, you're going to, I'm not giving it up. Like, Sooner or later, like his, his, his thumb's hurting because you can't imagine you sit in a car and he's probably maybe thrown over a million papers done this from a car, right? It's not like little paper oil. I, I, and I, I, I hated it. I used to have to get up every Saturday and Sunday morning, 
Um, even senior year, he made me get up, which I'm glad he did. And I'll get up and I threw to USA Today because it was good money. And then I, I dropped that. I mean, matter of fact, I lied one time. I, he wanted me to get up a paper. I, I, I had a, we, I just come home from a, 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 like a Christmas dance and I had a trundle bed. You know, those trundle beds like your bed and you can pull something out. And, and so I pulled out that trundle bed and I snuck, I snuck underneath in there and he came and turned my light, Larry. Where's Larry? Woke my sisters up like 3 30 in the morning. Where's Larry? And I'm like, no, I didn't want to go through the papers. <laughs> yeah, he found he, I got in trouble. But um But my dad, I, I don't know why, but there's what I'm saying is there's something, a passion button in all of us. Like 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 Doug's. Um I, I'm so proud of him because um he you've heard him tell the story when when he was uh just a teenager. I, I, honestly. I loved him just because of his heart. I wanted to strangle him sometimes because some of his choices were made, but, but he always was willing to learn and serve. And so that, that, that was attracted to me because I, I, I saw that and he, and he, he was just willing. He's always quick to repent, even though when he was trying to finagle me and say he was doing this and we knew the whole time what he was doing because, you know, you find things out, right? But what, you know what is out of, the graciousness of God that I have been so fortunate enough to work with some of the most, in my opinion, some of the best young leaders. I just thank God for that. I've never seen anyone's hunger and quest for, to learn and to grow as leader than Doug on top of all, 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 all. I mean, and that's why God's blessed him here because he's passionate about this, right? He's been preparing since he's a teenager and he's still growing. And, and that's, that's why I think it's great that we're part of this organization, right? And I'm glad that we can serve that. And so uh, just be committed to what, what you're seeking more of. Like that, that's what passion is. Be committed to more of that, right? Because there will be difficult days. Passion fuels the why behind the what of what and why you do what you do. Passion fuels the why behind the what. People burn out because they lose sight of why, of their life, of their calling. We say this because we set up and tear down. We're going on seven years, and, and we know our seasons. Uh, I can sense the grace coming, to, you know, some of the things that we're looking at some property. But, uh, you know, we have to say all the time, listen, uh, guys, uh, uh, we don't get burned out because of what we do. We get burned out because we forget why we do it. So I have to remind our, our, our setup team, like, you know, remember why we're doing this. We're not just sitting here to, no, we're here to change lives. So passion fuels, right? Your why behind your what? Like you will get burned out of making ice cream because it's just making ice cream. But then you, you get behind. Why are we doing this? Right. It's bigger. It's to impact the community. So he's not, not, not making ice cream, right? At Carolyn's, what's it called? Yeah. It's a beautiful place, right? In our city. It's not just to serve. It is, it is a blessing to them, but it's for the community. It's like they want to add back to the community. That's the why. Right? Passion fuels your commitment. So that commitment to say, hey, I'm, I'm going to drive. It, it's related to faithfulness. A, a preacher buddy of mine says this about um, commitment is related to faithfulness. Faithfulness is the ability to carry out what we have committed to do long after the feelings in which we made the commitment of past. I'm faithful to that. I'm faithful to my passion. Passion fuels commitment. 
So uh, I, I recently came across uh, um, this, this, this article understanding uh, about this five-second rule uh, book. I don't know if anybody's ever heard of the five-second rule. Uh, man, listen, Google this lady on uh, YouTube, and you can watch some of her. I think. So she wrote this book called The Five-Second Rule. And basically, it's just that she was in a bad state in her life. She was unemployed. She was drinking a lot. She wasn't being a good husband. I mean, a good husband. She wasn't being a good uh, wife, wasn't being a good mom. She was just in a, in a hard time. She saw a rocket. You know how, you know how you've been up on top of the, the, the diving board. Okay, I'm going to jump. One, two, three, go. Or three, you, you know that. Well, she saw a rocket happen, and it was a countdown, 10, 9, 8. And something inside of her said, you know what? Tomorrow morning, when the, when the alarm clock goes off, I want you to go five, four, three, two, one, get up, right? And it, it, it kind of has jump-started. It's, it's been a motto of her life. She's written a book. She speaks uh, all over, and she's, I mean, really, it's very interesting. Her name is Mel Robbins. It's, it's right there. And so um, this five-second rule is to say, hey, listen, how do you jump-start your passion? She's had all this in her, right? She was, I think she was a, a, an attorney, Right. At one point, something happened. So we have this like so you have your you have this stuff in you. I'm just here to say, pull it out. So jump started. Sometimes you got to we all have the bad days. Sometimes we think, man, how what am I doing? This is crazy. But the five second rule and, and I've been doing it right in my mastermind group. One of our guys is like a freak, man. He gets up like at four thirty in the morning, drinks these shakes and he's like, yeah, and he starts. He takes a swig of apple cider vinegar, you know, and I'm like straight on, dude. I mean, you're crazy. Yeah, I'm, just, I'm like, dude, I'm not that guy. So but be you. But the, the fact is that we can all learn something uh, from that. So that's how you can jumpstart your passion. And then passion is this living out your passion takes courage. Not everyone will understand what you're passionate about. Why are you doing that? You starting a company? Huh? You, 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 you doing that? Why? Not everyone will be happy or even think you can or you even have the self battles. But passion is going to help you deal with personal problems. Like when you have passion, like, hey, if you're struggling, like passion helps you overcome that. Passion even helps you deal with the, your professional problems, like in the workplace. When people don't, don't believe, like, I, I got passion, I'm not worried about them. I got to compete against uh, uh, myself, an audience of one. And, and, and in, my, in, my, in my world, and being, being a pastor and a minister and, 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 a, and a coach, is that, you know, so many people problems. And you love, and you hear this from people struggling to marriages and, and financially and can't get ahead. And, and, but passion says, you know, I'm gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna keep on going because we love people. Takes courage. Love this quote by Van Gogh and Jonathan Wolfgang von Gogh. Courage is the commitment to begin without any guarantee of success. We gotta be committed. Right? Have courage. That's what passion is. Passion is courage, and we can go into the Greek and all that, but we won't. And my last thought is this, purpose. We're here to say, hey, listen, allow God to guide your way. Like, if you're going to take your next leadership assignment, I mean, whether, whether, wherever you are on your journey and your faith, like, listen, God's, God's involved. But allow God to guide your way. You need to recognize that God wants to help you fulfill your assignment. And that assignment was placed in you by God. There's no, he's, he placed that assignment in you, whether you realize it or not, right? I truly believe that. Purpose is the assignment God has coded you with. Purpose. What you're passionate about, but that purpose that goes greater, that why 
is the assignment that God has coded you with. It's a part of your DNA. And purpose is this now. His timing, but your faith steps. God has a timing for everything. But it also takes your motion, your faith steps. The emperor moth. I don't know if anybody's ever heard about the emperor moth. But as I close with this, uh, a man watched this little moth, this emperor moth, um, trying to break out of his cocoon. And as he saw the, the moth trying to break out of the cocoon, he sat and watched it for hours. And the moth, was, the moth was struggling to force his body through a little bit of hole. It seemed like the moth had stopped kind of uh, halfway through and, and had gotten stuck. And it appeared that the moth had gotten as far as he could get to break out of this cocoon. It had been stuck. In the kindness of this man, watching this moth for hours, he decided to get a pair of scissors and clip the, uh, the remaining part of the cocoon. The moth then emerged easily, but his body was swollen, small, and his wings were shriveled. The man continued to watch the moth for another hour. He expected at any moment the wings would enlarge and the moth would be able to fly and weight would support his body in a, in a matter of time. And that did not happen. In fact, the little moth spent the rest of his life crawling around with a swollen body and shriveled wings. It was never able to fly. What the man thought in his kindness and his haste did not understand that he was restricting, that, that the restricting cocoon and the struggle that was needed for the moth to get through the cocoon, get through the opening of the uh, cocoon was God's way of forcing body fluid, right, from, from the moth into the wings, which would be able to achieve flight once there was freedom from the cocoon. And I say down here, freedom and flight would only come after struggle. Sometimes our struggles are the things that we most need in our life. And so to achieve your next assignment, right, as I've just come here to inspire you today and and just uh, love on you and have the privilege of of being here, um, what you're going through is maybe a part of the struggle so you can fly, right? And and God knows it because His timing Right? He has a way, but he needs you to take faith steps. So at the end of the day, this is me. This is at the end of the day. It's not my abilities because I don't have a lot. Though I did catch a few footballs here in the football field, but all those records are broken. Right? Uh, at the end of the day, it's not the achievements, right? the awards, the accolades, even the attendance or the numbers of our church or, or even the notable acts that you can do, the acts of kindness. At the end of the day, it's, it's two things, right? It's, it's, it's for me, it's relationships, to love and be loved, right? And it's to live a purpose bigger than myself. And uh, at the end of the day, it all, it all matters. You know, it's not going to be one day get to heaven and say, man, you did this. No, he's gonna, he, all he's going to say is, hey, good job, well done, good and faithful servant. It's not going to be about what we did. It's just going to say, hey, did you fulfill the assignment that, that, that you were given? So God bless you. I hope that helps you a little bit today. And uh, thank you for your time. Hey everyone, thank you so much for listening to Larry's talk. I hope it added value to your life. You can find ways to connect with Larry and a copy of his notes in the show notes at l3leadership.org forward slash episode 186.
I want to thank our sponsor, Henny Jewelers, a jeweler owned by my friend and mentor, John Henny. Laura and I got our engagement and wedding rings through Henny Jewelers, and they're just an incredible company. Not only do they have great jewelry, but they also invest in people. In fact, they give every engaged couple a book to help them prepare for their marriage, and we just love that. So if you're in need of a good jeweler who actually cares, go to hennyjewelers.com. As always, if you enjoyed the podcast, it would mean the world to me if you'd subscribe and leave a rating and review and share this on social media. It really helps us get the word out. So thank you for that. And again, just thank you for being a listener. I never take one of you for granted. And if you want to stay up to date with everything we're doing here at L3 Leadership, you can simply sign up for our email list at l3leadership.org. As always, I like to end with a quote, and I'll quote Tony Robbins today. He said this, he said, we are all telling ourselves stories. The question is, does your story empower you or hold you back? something great to reflect on. Thank you for listening and being a part of L3 Leadership. Laura and I appreciate you so much, and we will talk to you next episode.